Hi, welcome to Movie Club. Mm. Oh, <laughs> what a start! I'm gonna make a candy drawer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyways, nobody's gonna get that joke because we're <laughs> we just uh, that's an inside joke for us. If you don't get it, watch, I, watch I, honestly, more Movie Club. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. Go back to the first episode of Movie Club and watch them all over, and then you'll get the joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I think. It's yeah. kind of like uh, sometimes they'll sell action figures with a piece of another action figure, and you got to buy twenty of them to assemble exactly. a, a full figure. That we're this is the build a figure of Movie Club. You have to watch them all, and then you get a joke. Exactly. Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to Movie Club. Hope you get our jokes. Yeah. Today we are watching. Well, we already watched, and we're talking about the whale. Yep. The whale. A pick, the whale. A pick I almost picked, and then I I tried to pick it actually, and didn't work out. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't readily available. I did pick it, pick. and it wasn't easily to get. Now you can get it easy. The it's pick no is now been now. picked. Now um, that you know this guy won the Academy Award, they're just saying now you just, now you can watch it. You just slam that door shut. Kevin slammed. Kevin it. is slowly you, I trying wish you to could close the door. It's seriously going like. It's Im- imagine Indiana Jones trying to seal a temple like. Da, 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 da. It was anyway. It was we're going to be referencing a lot of things off camera today, yep. so uh, I hope you're ready for an interesting episode. Yep, <laughs> a Some very funny interesting stuff episode. coming at you. Uh, no, so I picked this movie because I did around Oscar time. I kept hearing about Brendan Fraser in it, and I was bummed that it wasn't available when you when you initially picked it. So I'm just like, well, I'm going to take the opportunity. Then I want to revisit this and uh, and watch it. Um, I do. I want to say up front, I want to commend some serious skill and ability okay. that I am blown away by. Sean, yeah, I am very impressed by your work. Thank you. You found a second frame in this movie. That is incredible. I've never that shot. I've never seen before because uh, if you know the whale at all, you know this is the only the shot one. in the whole movie. Rocco, I refused to use that one. <laughs> This is the only shot in the entire movie. I don't know if you you actually watched the I whale. See you would know that's an really advertisement only... for that or whatever. It's that image. Derek, there was literally there was seriously a uh, a, a lot of tweets and stuff going viral because peop, uh, this image was used so often, and it was the only one any any press outlet used at all. So there was a tweet that was literally, um, "Is there another frame in this movie? I haven't seen it." Well, you I know why. Why? I, I could explain to you why. Explain to me. That's the only frame where Brendan Fraser's character isn't covered in piss and shit <laughs> and vomit <laughs> or fucking sweating his ass off. The whole movie, he's covered in like fluid and bile. You can't you can't advertise same, a movie. Same, but I could still find a picture of me here <laughs> and there. Make a movie. Like, yeah, let's all go see this movie where this guy uh, pisses and shits all over himself. <laughs> oh no. Actually, I don't know if he shit himself, but there might be a deleted so. scene where he shit himself uh, because this movie didn't take it. There was no scenes in the bathroom. They cover every aspect of this. I know life. they kind of like left us you hanging on that one. Yeah, he probably left you, a few hanging. You, too. You're right. You see him jerking off even. But I know. You don't see that. You see him jizzing. You see him barfing. You see him crying. You see him sweating, but they never show him shitting, you know, uh, emptying uh draining the lizard you know yeah, yeah. and it, it's not really fair either we should get to see how that works mm-hmm. i can only imagine this guy's bathroom too looks like a torture chamber with all these <laughs> chains and fucking rigs oh and yeah hanging from the ceiling i didn't even shit. think about that that would have been the whole movie could have been him taking a shit having to move from the wheelchair he's got to do to- like to the toilet cirque the soleil shit just to like kind of swing up the it's gonna look like the fucking beatles love and his bathroom yeah. but anyway that actually you're saying that but uh can i just skip to the final scene of the movie okay. real quick wow yeah uh <laughs> oh, yeah. the final scene of the movie he <laughs> like uh, ascends to heaven or something i he, don't th- know. wait that's what happened the guy fucking dies at the end of the movie and you see both his feet lift off the ground which is like physically impossible for this character uh, get uh, silence your phones please in the movie theater call me jesus christ these fucking spam robots all day and long. i was thinking sorry to spoil the end of the movie i hope you've seen oh, i'm it, sure they've seen it but this movie's based on a play 
Yeah. And uh, Joy came in and she's like, how's this movie in? And I played the last frame for her where his feet come off the ground. She's like, isn't this based off a of play? Like, how do they do this in the play? And I was like, they must have done some crazy wire work. Wire. Where yeah. they fucking hoist his big ass into the air. And he's probably like soaring over the audience like, like making whale noises, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't. That'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> the whale. The whale. Oh, there it he is. I lifts off the ground and soars over the audience. I, yeah. I did not interpret it as dying. I that totally oh, hit me. Yeah, I thought he went ultra instinct. It's a level. It's not super saiyan, but it's uh, actually like where you, your intuition uh, moves your body for you. And it looked similar to that transformation. Anybody saw Dragon Ball Super? Johnny said that that ending was memed a lot, but I never saw that. He said that. No, like, I, never, I didn't see that either. He said like that was like a lot of memes about it, you know. Can we pull up a meme? Can we pull up a whale ending meme? Yeah, put it. I mean, I haven't seen any, but see one. Yeah. Uh, so this is gonna also be like a memento because we're gonna start at the final scene and work yeah. our way backwards. Yeah, I've only seen I've seen memes of just that one image. Oh, oh but maybe there maybe there was like stuff on TikTok or something. Uh, Johnny, yeah, Johnny, yeah. So looking at TikTok, there's a bunch. Okay, oh, like what like what happens in the TikTok? All right, hold on, we're gonna watch a TikTok real quick. Bear <laughs> okay. with us. This is the best episode movie club we've done yet. Okay, he's getting up. See, he's gonna go Ultra Instinct. The doors open. They're finally shining a light on him, okay, but this is also representative of like. The kingdom of heaven. The new beginning. Uh, see, so, I thought that was saying energy. So far, They're this is just the, the ending. Now, see, yeah, anything. it's just the ending. This is <laughs> here comes the meme. This might just be the ending scene. This is by uh, somebody named Thomas on TikTok. This is a classic Thomas meme. Thank you, Thomas, for uh, uploading this. Uh, I think you can watch the whole movie in a ninety-second interval <laughs> yes. on TikTok. Okay, he's about to go Super Saiyan here. Okay. This looks like it's just the this ending. The final this scene. is just the ending of the Hold fucking on. movie, guys. Let There's the no joke in. here. He's getting close to his daughter for the first time ever in life. Very symbolic. Okay. Here he goes. Smiling. Oh, they cut it even they before he ascended. We just wasted everyone's okay, time. The, the I'm memes. so sorry. The memes. Uh, I'm we're so we're going to have to try another meme here. Oh, no. We can't. <laughs> Hold on. Um, hey, if you're watching Movie Club... You're loving this. <laughs> Are you? Bro got letterboxed. What is it? Bro, get letterboxed. Okay, he's eating a bunch of pizza. This isn't the last scene, though. No. He's just. This okay, is like the Rocky what? training montage. I'm trying to think TikTok's not funny. I'm, I'm losing faith in it. Yeah. All right. The culture war begins. Is Mega 64 funny or is TikTok funny? No, it's. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. This one tags South Park in it. Let's just All see. Right. Let's see. Last chance. Cartman last chance. voice. Oh. I predicted Cartman voice. <laughs> Uh, wait, 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 where did it go? I am the whale. It fucking, uh, sorry, it, it went away when I, well, I'm sure it's worth it. All right. Well, uh, I don't think we can get off TikTok at this point. It's just so addicting. Go to the green screen one. Oh yeah. They, they green screened it. So, oh, there, here we go. Here we go. Here. Here's South Park. Okay. 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 That's it. That's it. It says gullible on the ceiling. That's not funny. God damn. Oh, so oh, fucking. I'm so he could like eat the ceiling and that's why he's all right. Anyways, so the whale. Yeah. Jesus. Well, you, you, did the whale make you angry or did TikTok make TikTok, you angry? The whale made me sad, but the TikTok made me. Oh, yeah. The, see, the whale made me angry. It made you angry? Yes. Why? Because I couldn't stand it. Why didn't, couldn't you stand it? Because I didn't like it. Oh. You didn't like it? No. I was going to come. <laughs> I was literally going to say I loved this movie from like the I was going to be like, I'm going to start this and just be like, I really enjoyed this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you're going to get two sides of the coin today. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I legitimately uh, was surprised at how much I liked this movie. Yeah. What about it? Did you like? I thought it was actually like a really beautiful story. I like the sentiment of it. For me, you know, I here's here's my thing. And maybe this is not for everyone out there. What, what are you laughing no, at? The, no, I'm just... Got, no, the, what? <laughs> no, it was just this whole movie just cra It was it's just making me laugh. Fair enough. Yeah. You know, I love <laughs> movies. Okay, a couple things. I love movies about shitty people. Yeah. I do. I really do. I like a movie where the character has problems. That, to me, 
you're already starting off the movie great. Yeah. Hmm. And um, yeah, I did like it when it started. Yes. I think yeah. so many movies today are afraid to present a character who yeah. is flawed. And this movie goes the total opposite direction where yeah. this character is so flawed. He almost has no redeeming qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but then I started to see that's the genius of this movie is they're going to give you a character who is so repugnant and so like just immediately like, oh, fuck that guy. And they're going to make you care about him yeah. or at least try. They're going to try. And I yeah. felt at by the end of the movie, they had actually achieved that. And I was like, this is kind of genius. You 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 set out to make a character who is just like disgusting. And I don't know, like there were so many things about this movie where he's constantly reading this essay about yeah. Moby Dick and he keeps repeating like they talk about the whale so that you don't have to think about how sad the author's life is. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought there was yeah. something symbolic about that where you see this fat guy and you just want to make fun of him, Pff, this fucking whale, and you don't want to think about how sad his life actually is. Uh, and then they go on to repeat oftentimes that uh, it, you know, you're kind of avoiding thinking about your own life. And then again, I felt like, yeah, this is like, everybody is sad and everybody has things that are like wrong with them. But so often we just look at the surface level of what's wrong with other people and we make fun of them yeah. to avoid confronting how we ourselves are fucked up. And I kind of felt like that was the whole message of this movie. So it really kind of like I thought that was a beautiful sentiment and it kind of like moved me. Hmm. Um, and I I liked that they they purposely made this kind of disgusting, repulsive character and use that as a vehicle to tell this like really poignant and sympathetic message. So well, yeah. it definitely to me was like, you know, they, the first time you see him, he's like he's jerking off like it's like the worst way. Literally. To Yes. Yeah. It's like a big <laughs> fat guy jerking off. Yeah. Like who's going to start this movie and be like, oh, I'm with this guy. No, immediately you're like, Ugh! yeah, it's what it's, the fuck you doing, bro? It is. But but yeah, they really do. By the end, you find out like, oh, he's just like a sweet person who has gone through some shit. You know, like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Like I, you definitely... The whole movie, I just feel I just feel for him. The entire movie. Yeah. In, in every possible way. Yeah. And I feel like there's a larger message outside of Brandon Fraser's character because obviously he's the focus of this film. But I think every character has this overarching theme in this movie of society expects you to be a certain way. And if you don't live up to that expectation, your initial reaction is to run and hide. Yeah. You know, like, I don't fit into society, so fuck society. I'm going to go... I'm going to go away. You know, Brendan Fraser has a, has a web camera and he refuses to let anybody see him. He refuses to let anybody into his house. There's this preacher character who you find out over the course of the movie has run away from his home because he was rejected from the expectations that his community put on him. Uh, Brendan Fraser has a daughter and everybody, you know, her mom says she's evil. Right. And she is lashing out at everybody. And, and Brendan Fraser is the only person who kind of sees what's true and pure about her. Mm -hmm. And he keeps telling people over the course of the movie, just be honest. Just be honest. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the movie learns to kind of just accept who they are and then show it to the world. Like, okay, I'm going to stop hiding. I'm going to show you who I am, honestly. I'm like getting goosebumps talking he about is, it right now. Is, like, is, this is my kind of movie. I really like, I really like that kind of message and I really like that kind of presentation. Now, counterpoint. Um, yeah. I, Not I, to put you I, on the spot. I agree with all the stuff you about, uh, I, I think like more movies should have a vulnerable character that isn't, um, like a hunk. Yeah, no. And uh, just like flippant and laughing about everything. Yeah, so I on the on the side of that and and uh with uh his character specifically, uh I completely agree with everything you said. Um I think for me it was the my problem was the other characters. Uh I thought they were I I have a, a very strong allergy to, uh, I don't know how to, I'm trying to describe this as best I can. When I can tell, when a movie goes a little too heavy handed with trying to push my buttons a little bit, 
I can like you got to like walk a delicate line with that. And I felt like the sec the ancillary characters in this were just so uh aggravating that I couldn't really uh I wasn't really like wanting to see more of them. Like I I felt like if the apartment exploded, the world the world would have been a better place. Uh, <laughs> other than him, I'm not talking about him. Yeah. I I really the core of it. There's a, a great thing like the core of it. There's a really great story again, just around him. But I just felt like the other characters were so. Uh, Do you have constantly like any, nasty? Any, any examples that like really like. Uh, kind of crystallized this his, notion for his, you. His daughter, I just felt like it hit a point where it was like, I got it, but now, I, man, I got to watch two more hours of this. Like, I got it. And it was so consistently like, again, button pushing, like, look how mean she's being to him. Look, and it's like, I just feel like after a point, yeah, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. We're still, yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, for me, the daughter was the biggest problem yeah but like the lady um the nurse friend of his she was nice like i mean she like was frustrated with him but she would always help him yeah like, i but i feel like the the best relationship he had was with the pizza guy like yeah that's the one guy who was in the movie who was like just a nice person and like you don't even see him really yeah. but you just like he just talks him through the door and it's like this and like that was my favorite like interaction he had the whole movie of the pizza guy through the door that you don't even see yeah yeah, so I so I just found spending, I found myself spending a lot of this movie. Uh, by the way, and I also say too, I didn't mind that I I heard a lot of complaints ahead of time about you know I hear this all the time when a movie is like kind of stuck in one location. You know, mm. um, I guess that would bother me, and um, you know, if it was a movie like uh, Star Wars or Star Trek or something where it's like oh they were kind of only on this planet the whole time. You know, I guess I get it in that sense, but something like this it's a it is a play it was i mean it was literally based on a play but um you know whenever they do like a chamber piece like this or even glengarry glen ross kind of was i mean there's a few different spots that's I also guess, a that. play yeah exactly but uh but in terms of like the movie itself being only kind of in a couple spots hateful eight is another example i, I never mind that to me if they make it really compelling that's almost more impressive to me that the fact that they could do that you know what i mean without much to work with kind of uh chew up every part of it like so that that aspect of it did not bother me at all it really was just um they were portrayed the other characters were portrayed in such ugly ways that, and i understood why in you know in, in terms of the story i got that but i just did like i just felt like i was they were constantly trying to push my buttons with it here's a oh she got even meaner she got even nastier yeah i yeah i got it I got it. And so it just, it, it felt like a very aggravating experience to me. I kind of like just wanted to see more of him um, anytime they were on screen. Yeah, that was, I, that was my well issue. Well, with, with the it. daughter, I really, I mean, like at the end he says like, oh, she's doing, the, and we can get into the plot, I guess. But like, yeah. Oh, she, she wasn't being mean. She was trying to help you, which like, I don't know if I believe that, but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I was ready to see her change more. You know, like mm -hmm. I was like, you can be nasty at the beginning, you know, and then we'll you gradually love him the way that we'll mm -hmm. gradually love him, you know, whatever. But she really didn't, you know, and I get why she was mad. I'm not saying like she shouldn't be mad at him or whatever, but yeah. like it was just it, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hear that. It, you know, it is a play. So to speak to that, I, I also feel like I heard people complaining like it just takes place in one room. It's like, well, I could see how this could be staged on a play yeah. yeah, where the furthest they leave the room is just going to the front porch. Yeah. But also he's like a 600 pound guy. So where is he going to go? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going to take that character? Yeah, I almost totally. like that you're trapped with him. He's that's, yeah, that's, 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 I, I agree. That's completely. the point. Like 100%. He, his whole world is this room. Yeah. I mean, the whole world of this movie, he's the main character. This is his life. Um, you know, I felt like the characters were all intentionally broken. Mm -hmm. yeah. They all have suffered an extreme loss in their life and extreme trauma. And they are trying to, again, mask that. They're trying yeah. to hide that. And so the nastiness that comes out is this little clue to the trauma 
that they've experienced before. So his friend always like fucking yelling at the Christian dude to the point where she's like kind of aggro and nasty. Well, then you find out that he's representing a church that is responsible for her brother committing suicide. So I felt like all of the nastiness was kind of contextualized by the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you have a, you have like a spectrum here. So as nasty as they were, I I actually felt that every character was redeemed by the end of the movie, including the daughter Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. her journey. You know, she's a 16 year old kid, 17 year old kid. So it's not like she, I like that the movie is kind of realistic in its portrayal of the characters, right? Nobody Mm -hmm. has the answers. Nobody here saves the day. Right. You know, the daughter doesn't like she's trying to help Charlie in her own way because there's scenes where she's like, walk over to me and he can't do it. But he tries to do it. And that's like the only time in his life he's ever like actually made that attempt to get right. out of it. And yeah. she's inspiring him to do that. Yeah. Um, and so that's her way of trying to help him. And then he's trying to help her in return by being the only person who like actually sees any value in her. You know, I, I'm the kind of guy, and I I said this at the outset, I like shitty characters. Mm -hmm. I like flawed, broken characters. Um, and I felt like in this movie, they weren't just mean and shitty for the sake of being shitty. It, It was very like directed. There was a point to it. I felt like the author and the filmmakers were trying to illustrate something here. Just like mm-hmm. how Charlie is fat and disgusting and you don't like him from the outset, they are disgusting on the inside, right? Mm-hmm. They are yeah. all relatively like good-looking, attractive people, but they're no more likable than Charlie is yeah. until you get to know them and get to understand the reasons and the causes that cause them to be the way they are. Yeah. And then I think the point is to I think the overall point of this movie is to look past people's flaws and try to learn to sympathize with them. Because Charlie even says at one point, you know, towards the end of the movie, when he's talking to his friend, he's like, do you really think there's anybody out there who is incapable of caring? And that was like really like poignant to me because I was like, yeah, there's a lot of people out here in the world who we just like write off and be like, you know, fuck that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they have feelings too, you know? And, and a lot of times we're those people, we're people who are flawed and fucked up. Yeah. And and we feel like nobody cares about us. And mm-hmm. you have to pause and think, like, is th- is there really nobody who cares about me? Is that really a true statement? Um, so, again, like, I thought the movie was kind of beautiful in the way that it 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 starts you with this, uh, like a very big hurdle to get over with all these characters. And I felt like the movie was able to get over the hurdle. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, other people would watch this movie and be like, nope, sorry. I never liked no. I never liked Charlie. I never liked his daughter. I never liked yeah. the kid. Fuck them all. But that's not where I landed with this movie. Um, this is why I was laughing a minute ago. I'm I'm honestly I'm laughing at myself because I really don't think I disagree with one thing you just said. <laughs> like I I do think they redeemed all the care. I, I like I really think I am 100% on board with everything you just said. I, I'm I'm laughing at myself because there are times, though, that the execution of it is so aggravating to me that I just fucking shut down. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm watching, it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in yeah. the middle of this, oh, my God, fuck off, you know? And I get into that mode of, like, I just want to get the fuck away from all these people. So, but I don't think they yeah. didn't, but that is not me saying... Nah, they didn't redeem them. They didn't redeem them. No, that was yeah. all. That, that it's all there in the text. It was, yeah. Um, yeah I, I I agree, I but think, I just couldn't. The execution of it was so aggravating to me that I don't. I'm like in hour one of it, going, oh, just end. I think that's actually you a, know what I'm uh, saying. A, yeah, totally. No, I think that's actually a trait of the director, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah, yeah. Because if you see some of his other movies. They all have that moment where it's a fuck you to the audience. Yeah. They yeah, all yeah, yeah. have that moment where yeah. when you're watching the movie, you're yeah, like, okay, I don't want to fucking true. I don't want to fucking experience this. Yeah. You know, you look at Requiem for a Dream. I can't. That, that movie's movie. fucking that movie. That still movie never seen it, but up. I think I know what you're talking that about. That movie's heinous. Yeah. That movie is in some parts. I I have never seen the entire thing, but yeah. I've seen it, I think, all the way through in chunks, and yeah. every time it ruins my day. Like, yeah. Fuck yeah. this movie. That, that movie is an movie. early Aronofsky film, yeah. and it actually takes the opposite tra- trajectory of, let's start with a bunch of young, beautiful, likable characters, and by the end of this movie, you're going to be fucking crying. Yeah. yeah. That, it goes the I, other direction. Uh, yeah, and, and I think this speaks to my point. Uh, 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 there's certain directors that do this, 
I really don't know how to make it a tangible thing I yeah. can describe, but I sense this level of push buttons energy where where it's like, oh, this will really go. Oh, this will really. Yeah. And if I detect too much of it, I start to go. I start to go. Yo, fuck but off. I am here for that. Sure, I, sure, I, sure. I love uh, when movies do that to a certain extent. Yeah, there's a degree. I love it. And, but, you but, know, like Requiem for a Dream, yeah. you know, I saw it when I was in my 20s and even at my edgiest, I probably is when I saw this movie and it uh -huh. still left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> you know? But he has made other movies uh, like he made The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. I haven't seen that one. I love that movie and it's very similar to this movie. A guy has lost everything and at and he's at rock bottom and he's just trying to figure out where to go from here. Um, and there's movies and uh, there's moments in that movie and this movie where the character is a little self-destructive to the point where you're like, I don't, this makes me feel bad. You know, I don't want to, yeah, I don't yeah. want to see this. I don't want to see you doing this. I don't want to see you going through this, but you know, Darren Aronofsky, I feel like explores mental illness a lot in his movies. Mm. I think that's a reoccurring theme in his movies. Mm. And sometimes the mental illness is not clear until you see the character being in such a fucked up situation. And then you think to yourself, I wouldn't, I would not want to find myself here, you know? Mm. And that's where the push buttonness comes in. He kind of pushes you to the point where you're like, okay, this is not me. Yeah. I, I don't relate to this. Mm -hmm. um, but then he, but then once he gets you there, he finds a way to bring you back to shit, man. Maybe I do relate to this. And that's where I feel like it becomes really powerful. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do think that that's just his directing style. I think he looks for movies where he can push your buttons. Uh -huh. yeah, he did Black Swan too, right? Yeah. And that's not yeah. my favorite movie. No, of his. me neither. But that, that but also. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of, you know, that has that. It has that element. It's as well. dark. It's darker than I, you know. Did you guys ever see Mother? No, no, and I really that, wanted to. That was one that everyone was like, "Don't oh, Rocco, don't even, don't bother." And I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Me too. so yeah, I, that. I, but that was that also has stuff in it that is like, "Holy shit, this is aggravating." But I felt like there was enough of an interesting germ there that yeah, I, never I, I saw, overall enjoyed I it. Wanted to see Mother. I never saw it, and I never saw the Fountain either. Yeah, um, I never did either. Which, yeah, that. I, uh, maybe those are some of his weirder movies. You know, yeah. I, and I'm the type of guy where. Just because I like a director and I like two or three of a director's films, it's yeah. not like everything he does is a genius. I like yeah. to take every movie as its own serving, you know, and some I like and some I don't and some are just OK. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I heard The Fountain was kind of shitty, you know, generally from the yeah. reviews. I, I, you know, I don't <laughs> go into anything. I try not to go into anything with a preconceived notion. Um. But getting back to The Whale... I really like this movie. Um, I don't know if it's my personal favorite from him, but it might be honestly up there with like the wrestler as like his most accessible, most kind of like mainstream movie. I yeah. think it's one of his better films, honestly. Mm, yeah. 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 I, I, I did. It's interesting. And like, you could go into the character that, you know, Brendan, Charlie, like it's, he is the most positive person in the most like heinous situation, you know, he's always trying to see the good in people. He's always, you he's know, beautiful on the inside. He really is. And it is like a beautiful story. He's, you know, he's very, I think honestly, like they, they were saying that, um, Darren Onoski wanted to make this movie for 10 years, but he couldn't find the person to play hmm. Charlie. Yeah. And he said he knew he wanted to be an actor who you hadn't seen in a while, but someone that, who yeah. used to be like a household name and then kind of disappeared. And so I think that Brendan Fraser was the perfect person to have be this role, especially because, you know, Brendan Fraser went through some shit in his actual life. Yeah. And that, you know, this is his first time back and it's it, this. Yeah. It kind of put it. What happened to him kind of put him in his own stasis where it was kind of like, where does he what go happened now? to Brendan Fraser? Um, there were there were um, issues with like maybe maybe you know more about it, Sean, but like the, the, an executive or something. It, it was it seemed like a Harvey Weinstein situation. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, there was. Yeah, but was, I don't. I I do. I you can research it because I don't want to get wrong. It was a there. sexual misconduct situation. That I that's why I, I where there well. were weird advances on him or something that he denied and and then he got said, like blacklisted. And they basically, and like then, your career's over then. Yeah, it was it was wow. some definite uh, me too kind of shit. 
um, again, research here. that because I'm not 100% yeah. on that. So I would hate to be wrong. Yeah, same <laughs> so here. You, you let me know. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I know that he went through some dark shit, though. And so for him to come back with this movie. Yeah, was was really like. And I'm, I'm honestly like so happy for him. Yeah. That he did get this movie because maybe it was cathartic for him. And then now he's back on top and he has an yeah. Oscar for best yeah. actor. And, you know, talk about uh, easy street too. you get an Oscar for best actor and you're sitting in a chair the whole movie. Dude, bro, I sit down and film me and I don't have to move. I get to eat a bunch of pizza and I get an Oscar. He was uh, I listened to him on Howard Stern. And he was talking about being in the suit and how physically exhausting it was because it weighed so much that like he really couldn't walk around. And like he said that when he would get out of it, he'd feel vertigo because all of a sudden it was easier for him to move again. And it was like huh. he'd be in there for like eight hours a day. It's like an astronaut coming back to Earth. Honestly, like, every time he filmed this thing. Yeah. So it was he went through a lot to, to film this. Super interesting. Well, good for him. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, what else is there? That's the thing is, we could go through the plot, but like you know, it's just a guy <laughs> who's stuck in his house for yeah. an hour and a half or it's two hours pretty, or whatever yeah. it was, you know. Yeah. Well. Um. All right. Well. Yeah. Let's let's cover the plot a little bit in case anybody out there has missed the movie. We're we've already covered the ending. I. <laughs> you know. I recommend you watch this movie. As with all movies we talk about on yeah. movie club, so you have a little context for what we're talking about. But the movie opens with uh, Brendan Fraser hosting a Zoom uh, writing class. And uh, of all the cameras... Now, this was unrealistic because how how often oh. would you see a classroom Derek, where every student has their camera that, on, but the teacher doesn't? Yeah. I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. This takes place in 2016. Um, yeah. Before Zoom class was really a thing. Online classes were a thing. But this was probably a more rare occurrence. But yes, now that I've seen my kids being billions of Zoom classes, I will tell you that no cameras were ever on. Yeah, <laughs> and I do Zoom meetings all the time. And if you know one person has their camera off, all cameras are going off. Dude, anytime I do like a Zoom call, like a business call, you know, whatever, I gotta say, sorry, this is this is Patreon behind the scenes. I feel like I'm the only one that I always have the camera on. You know why? And then everyone else is off. I'm like, oh, are we not? Okay. I will tell you why, Rocco. Mm-hmm. It's because you, your job is being on camera, and that's not new to you. Yeah. I, I, These I, people I, are not the people. Like People you're yeah. talking to are not people who do a podcast. Right. Weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are just a guy who works in an office. So I'm always there with bells on, and then it's like, okay, so we wanted to talk about these verticals that we're working. Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, I got all... Yeah, gussied up. Anyway, I always roll out of bed to do a meeting, and my hair looks like shit. <laughs> you know, I got bags under my eyes. Yeah. I was like, camera off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you just listen to my voice and think that I am fully clothed and ready to go, <laughs> which I never am. Yeah. Uh, back to this movie. So he has yeah. his camera off in the opening scene of the movie, um, and then we get to see Charlie, yeah, jerking off. And yeah. uh, a, a missionary, he, he actually starts to have a heart attack in the middle of jerking off. Fucking great way to start God, a movie. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Relatable. Am I right? <clears throat> and then um, a missionary comes in, a Christian missionary. Uh, I can't remember this character's name. I can get it for you. It is... Some kid in his 20s. Uh, Thomas. I knew it was Thomas. In the back of my mind, I thought it was Thomas. Mm-hmm. Thomas comes in and finds him and, you know, is like, oh, my God, are you OK? And he's like, read this, read this essay. And they go over this uh, essay about Moby Dick that uh, is a recurring theme throughout the movie. And we already talked about what the essay kind of talks about. Um, you know, it's a distraction from how sad your own life is, blah, 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 blah. And then we meet uh, Charlie's best friend. What's that character's name? Uh, Liz. Liz. Yes. And Liz comes in and kicks Thomas out and basically tells him, like, yeah, yeah, we're all part of this fucking church, but we quit it. Get the fuck out of here. Um, we don't want to see you here. And she is like a nurse or a healthcare professional. And she tells Charlie, like, you're basically dying right now. You're having a heart attack and the symptoms you're exhibiting are really bad. And these are an indication that you are within days of having a very fatal heart attack. Um, and Charlie refuses to go to the hospital because he kind of like doesn't believe her or maybe even I thinks think he, maybe even thinks he deserves money. to die. He might. I mean, this I you do get the sense, especially later on in the movie. It's like, oh, he's trying to kill himself this way. 
Yeah. Like you just see that. Like he's tired of living. Yeah. Every one of his moves in this feels like a, how do you, a backdoor to suicide. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. the binge it's eating, the this. It's all things suicide. that are like, it's almost like cutting, you know, it's like that kind of. It's yeah. self-destructive behavior yes. because he's broken on the inside. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, and then, uh, you know, I like this movie too. This is kind of a movie trope at this point, but it's, it has the shining gimmick of it's going to be one day a week for like a whole week. Oh yeah. yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I always love that in a movie because they'll always do this thing where they let you forget that they're doing that and it'll be like really dramatic. Oh my fucking God. Cut to. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I always. Yeah. I'm with you. I love a it's, movie. It's that. it's a trope. It's a gimmick. Like but I, the, I like it. The Ring know? did that. Remember, it was like on the seventh day it shows up, and then like things keep happening. It's like day yeah. five. It's like oh, we're not even there yet. Yes. Fuck. But also, <laughs> it 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 adds a like driving pace to the movie where yeah. sometimes you watch a movie and you're like, where the fuck is this going? Yeah. Where the yeah. Are, how long are we gonna fucking be with these characters? Like, oh, they're, they're going on some sprawling adventure for the next three months. You know, like when is this gonna end? A movie that tells you like Monday, Tuesday, you know, you only have a few days left. At least every, you know, everything seems more significant because you're like, well, I mean, there's only four more days. Okay, yeah. there's only three more days. <laughs> yeah. Even when you're wasting time in a movie like that, you're not wasting time because you know there's an, an inevitability coming yeah. Yeah. at the end of the movie. So I like that. Um, <clears throat> I watched this movie in two parts. I watched an hour of it uh, a week ago, and then we went on this huge trip uh, mm-hmm. across the country, performed a show, did all this shit, and I came back and I finished it afterwards. And so I can't specifically remember how the daughter character shows up in the movie but she's the next character that we meet yeah yeah um how does she show up do you remember i think she just shows up yeah, like, yeah. I, I thought mean, she just walked she in just walked at one point in. it was like she her day was that, there and then yeah. i guess she like ditched school and then like needed something did he contact yeah. her no did she mm-hmm. contact him he was surprised to see her yeah okay yeah so she shows up all right well they've been estranged uh for almost a decade at this point and you know again you start off by seeing a fat guy jerking off and having a heart attack. And that's your that's all you know about this character. And slowly it reveals more and more about his backstory. So mm-hmm. you find out that well first of all, first off he was jerking off to gay porn, which again is like pushing the mainstream audience as far away as as you can. Mm-hmm. Um because, you know, typically how often do you see that in a movie? Guy jerking off to gay porn. Rarely. Rarely. Only the good ones. Only the great ones to be yeah. frank. Uh, so you find out that he's gay, but he has a daughter. So he's previously was in like a, um, straight relationship, but he left that relationship to be with his lover, which was a former student of his. And now his daughter has shown up and she's full of resentment because it's like, you walked out on me. You walked out on the family. Where have you been my whole life? Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of has the same maybe typical reaction that the audience would have, which is just like, fuck you. You're, you're killing yourself. I don't have any sympathy for you. Well, yeah. Also like I was on her, I mean, she's so angry at first, but it's like, yeah, well you fucking abandoned her. And like, she's talking about how they had no money. And like, you didn't like you, you say you have money. You're offering it. He offers her $120,000 just to spend time with him. It's like, if you have this money, why were you giving it to her? If you care so much, you know, you know, you're, you're mad with her at the beginning for sure. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah. Yeah, um, like it's fine if you, you know, like I, I have known people to be in this situation where they are gay and then they have a kid and then they later come out as gay and it changes everything for them. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've seen this happen. And, but yeah, it is the, the thought of like, well now I'm, I'm leaving and goodbye and no money and fuck you. You know, that is where it's like, well, no, like you still have a kid. Like you got to. You still have to be responsible for your kid. Like you don't have to live with them. You know, you have to be in a relationship with this wife, but you you still have to. You have responsibilities. Yeah, and he makes the argument that I did try to reach out, but your mom hated me and and kept us away. Uh, and I've also seen that situation too, where a relationship falls apart, and then the child is used as like a manipulation tool yeah. for the parents to kind of get back at each other. Yeah. So again, this movie has like a lot of like real world grimy situations that. I find her kind of relatable, even though they're, you know, a little bit repulsive. Um, but you're right. He does 
want to reconnect with his daughter. He kind of knows that he's dying because he's Googled this. And so time is very short and he offers her a hundred, his whole life savings. If she will just spend time with him, she's also failing in, in school and he's an English teacher. So he offers to help her get her essays uh, and her grades up, improve her essays and get her grades up. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the course of the movie, you kind of get to see Charlie's self-destructive behavior. He has a candy drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I thought was like too real for me was, uh, he goes to bed and there's a two liter of diet soda next to his bed that he chugs before he goes down. And I was like, yeah. that, that shit's too real. Chugging a two liter of diet soda. That's wild. Like, uh, um, yeah, like, you know, I used to be pretty overweight, especially when I was younger, I was like 250 pounds. And so a lot of the behavior that he was exhibiting was reminding me of like things that I used to do. And they Mm. were just kind of hitting close (laughs) to home for me. Mm. Uh, and that was one of them. The soda by the bed. Yeah. 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 I mean, to be real though, like it's all, you know, like I was never, uh, bigger when I was, um, Younger, but I did the same thing. I had cream soda always by my bed, like always, mm-hmm. you know, I think this is a kid thing, maybe. But also not just me, but like other people in my family, you know, mm. and, and, and other people in my family who were like worse off than me would do that a lot. And I see. And uh, so it was just a very like real, real. I, I felt like that was a nice attention to detail, mm-hmm. uh, getting into the nitty gritty of what it's like to live this lifestyle. But, you know, it's if you've ever seen my 600 pound life on TLC, this, you know. This is nothing new here. This was kind of like a very dramatic episode of my 600 pound life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that one. Oh, it seems like a show you would love. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Howard Stern loves it. I have to keep mentioning him, but, uh, yeah, I don't well, know. We know he has the best taste in all, in all media. <laughs> he loves that and the bachelor. So I don't know. And, if I'm and the band train and the band train. <laughs> Fuck, They're playing man. the uh, County fair this year, by the way. Are they really? San Diego County couldn't, fair. You, Rockley, you couldn't We're pay going. me. You nah, couldn't pay me. To hey, go. you know what? You'll go. I don't think I will. We'll get, we get there. You'll see him. Nah. Anyways, back to the movie. Um, yeah, back to the movie. And then, as you've mentioned, uh, there's this pizza guy. He orders pizza like basically every night for dinner. Um, and I think you say like the pizza guy's the nicest guy, but all he does is introduce himself at one point <laughs> in the movie. He's yeah. just like, "Hey, I'm Dan. I, I come here a lot, so just like might want to know my name." Yeah. He's but like, then, like, there's one part too. Is like, you doing okay, Charlie? It's like, oh no, he's checking on him. Like, yeah, even even that is just like a glimmer of because something. I yeah. mean, Liz does check on him, whatever. But like, I do feel like this that pizza guy, he doesn't. He's a pizza guy. He doesn't have to say hi to his customers. Yeah. And this guy, but he goes to this house every single night. And I'm sure he's curious. Yeah. But also, I think that he like just wants maybe to connect with this guy. Maybe he feels bad for him. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Well, actually. Maybe you didn't realize this, but every character is checking on Charlie all throughout the movie. That's true. Liz is checking on him. Yeah. Thomas is checking on him. Yeah. His you're, daughter. No, you're right. His daughter even starts to come back and like challenge him, you know, just to kind of like gauge where he's at internally. Yeah. So there's this very subtle message of you think people don't care, but maybe they actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very subtle. Um, so... You know, we get to learn about all of the we we learn about what's broken with Charlie. He had this relationship with the with Liz's brother, mm-hmm. and due to some religious pressure, Liz's brother committed suicide, and that is what caused Charlie to spiral. It's what caused Liz to spiral. It's what caused them to break away from the church. So then Thomas, this missionary, uh, who's like 20 year old kid, they reject him. It, it just causes a lot. This past trauma has caused a lot of conflict with everybody. Yeah. Um, in this movie. And you kind of just get to, because this is a play, the, there isn't like a lot of scenes. There's not a lot of action sequences, but I find what the interesting thing is, is just the revelation of the humanization of these characters. And that really is all that's going on in this movie. We're going to show you a bunch of shitty characters. You're right. Super yeah. unlikable from the outset. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to try to peel back the layers to, to get you to a point where maybe you care about them. Um, anything you want to say just about this, you know, theme of the movie that you haven't said already. And maybe you've already said it. If, if you've, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I, again, at their core, I agree with all that. I, I think, like I said, my complaints are all like surface level execution shit. You know, it's really not anything deeper than that. It's 
that I, you know, having to, and there, I, I guess for me, it's like they're, they're at a level of aggro for so long in a way that I, I don't personally connect with it. Where I just don't, even people I know who hate each other aren't that aggro in a conversation for that long. So I think I just check out a little bit. I, I, I didn't buy that aspect of it, but um, you do have to see them being shitty mm -hmm. and, and, and to kind of like start to peel, you know, in order to justify peeling it back later and seeing kind of what is underneath all that. And, and, and all of that is, I think, done well. It's just so long I got to sit through them being <laughs> fucking nasty. Yeah. Like, oh, I got it. Okay. You know, but again, all my shit that I'm complaining about is surface. Yeah. Surface level. At its core, it's 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 kind of a beautiful thing. And uh, I don't even necessarily think the characters hate each other, more so that they kind of hate themselves. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. They're yeah, taking yeah. it out on each other. Yes, exactly. They all share the same hypocrisy, kind yeah. of. You know what I mean? Like everybody in the in there is in kind of the same boat, whether it looks like it or not. But I I I find like that's what I like about this movie. It's so mm. like real to me that most people's problems just stem from the fact that they're mad at themselves. Yeah. You know, it's like they're lashing out at everybody else and pointing yeah. out what everybody else is doing wrong because at the end of the day, they're just fucking disappointed with their own. Life. Yeah. And, and, it, it, and it's it, a reflection of, of how they feel. Yeah. And it's kind of nice having a big thing in the media like this, a movie like this saying that because I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't realize that and they that actually, <laughs> they're the source of their own problems they, they and, hammer that home <laughs> yeah. so much throughout the movie where they keep repeating this poem yeah we describe the whale so that we can distract from the author's own yeah. sad story yeah 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 um and this story made me think about my own life they say that like four or five times throughout the movie yeah to the point where i was like i get it like that's what's that's that's the overarching theme here. Like, yeah, yeah. Where we are trying to distract ourselves from our own sad story. Yeah. When we should be thinking about our own life before yeah. we judge these other people. Yeah. Um. So I thought it was pretty cool. Now, <laughs> there's a turning point halfway through this movie. I call it the Rocky montage. This movie did did have a Rocky training montage okay yeah and he is ripped by the end which i thought was cool like show him like he finally gets but it's like, it's like the anti-rocky montage when he was eating the food <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. The same it thing. is because uh we finally meet uh his daughter his daughter's mom his estranged wife and she kind of like shits all over the situation like you think you're helping our daughter she's fucking evil she's been posting pictures of you online she ends yeah. up like uh getting thomas the missionary to confess that he was caught smoking weed yeah. and is actually not a missionary for this church, but is yeah. pretending to be because he was basically excommunicated from his last church mm. because he was caught smoking weed. And she videotapes him secretly and takes pictures of him smoking. Yeah. To the point where you kind of think she is like up to no good. Yeah. And uh, so Charlie's ex-wife comes and explains to Charlie, like our daughter is fucking evil. Like, I, you know, there's no redeeming her at this point. And he goes like, no, she's not evil. You know, he kind of implies like nobody sees how great she is. Mm -hmm. And but I do. Uh, and then everybody leaves him. And then he has this training montage where he just orders two pizzas and double eats them. <laughs> yeah, like he's yeah. eating two slices at a time. You see him pouring an entire family size bag of chips on a sandwich and like this dude knows he's going to die. Yeah. He, I feel like the whole movie, he's kind of been shameful about who he was. But then I realized I was like, he's going into fuck it mode right now. Yeah. It's sure. like, it's like you're it really is like, you're almost watching a suicide. Yeah. You, yeah definitely. I mean, and, but and, yeah. Again, I thought this movie was kind of genius because on the surface, I thought he is hitting rock bottom and he's just trying to take himself out. But then I realize, no, I don't think that's what's... That is kind of what's happening in that scene. But in another sense, he is being true to himself. Mm -hmm. He is saying, fuck it. I'm a big fat guy. I'm yeah. a big fucking fat guy. And this is who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And he just starts pounding food and he's he's in fuck it mode. He like emails all his class students and he's like, fuck these assignments. Just write something honest. Yeah. And then he has his next class and he turns the camera on and he just shows everybody what yeah. he looks like. And the movie started with him being ashamed to show what he looked like. And now he's in fuck it mode. Yeah. And and I thought like 
this dude has finally ascended to the point where he no longer is ashamed of who he is. He's yeah. just fully accepted who he is and he's accepted his fate. He's not going to be here for, for very much longer. He has maybe a couple days left. He's yeah. going out on his own terms. It's it's bittersweet, you know, and I yeah. and that's why to me, I was like, this is kind of a beautiful movie. Like, no, he's not going to lose weight. No, he's not going to get better. But he's he's accepted his situation. And this whole movie has been about this guy feeling sorry for himself for so long. And the Rocky training montage in this movie is how he learns to stop feeling sorry for himself. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, society doesn't want me to eat this food, but I don't give a fuck about society. I'm going to do what I, what I want to do. Yeah, I'm going to live the life that I want to live, which yeah. being a big fat gay guy who's been rejected by everybody, that's been his biggest challenge is like feeling feeling like he's doesn't belong. And he's like, you yeah. know what? Accept it or not. I don't give a shit. This is who I am. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, that, that's fucking power. I've never like been moved by a guy <laughs> pounding two pizzas. Yeah. Like that's the most emotional two pizzas I've ever seen eaten on film ever. <laughs> well, I was going to say too, like, um, I give him credit for having that in there too, because I feel like that's the kind of scene that maybe some directors would be embarrassed to put, or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like, oh, is this going to be goofy is, and kind of like pierce, uh, emotional thing yeah. happening here. But, um, but life is bizarre. Sometimes no, like the goofiest moments are the most meaningful. Well, well and that's what I was going to say is like someone like him, someone who has issues like this, especially when it's related to weight or the food, emotions and food are connected. Yeah. Inexorably like, like no getting around that. And so for them to double down on that when he, um, no pun intended, because he might have had a double down in there. Mm. I don't, I didn't, I didn't have to pause it to see right, all right. that going on. But, uh, but you know what I mean? For them to, um, for an emotional, like emotional uh, uh, apex in this movie to to be kind of like contain, you know, put into this kind of scene. Again, I think other directors would check it out. Maybe you know, it's like mm -hmm. okay, that's too goofy for such an emotional part. But no, that there, there's no getting around it. Like it comes on like a like an attack almost. Like like I'm yeah, I'm just gonna eat all this and yeah. you know, it's again, a cathartic moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He kind of sheds uh, he sheds a layer. That's been weighing him down for a long yeah. time. Uh, so I thought it was cool. I yeah. thought, you know, a lot of this movie, and I think I was probably on the same page of not liking it for the first half. Um, but then as it went on, it was like, I, I think I'm starting to see what they're going for here. Uh, and then mm. I kind of bought into it. Mm -hmm. um, and I was along for the ride. The movie uh, ends with his daughter finally coming and uh, she wanted Charlie to write an essay for her. But you find out that the essay he's been reading the whole time about Moby Dick was something she wrote in eighth grade. And he's right. like, this is the best essay uh, ever in my, in, that I've ever read. And you were only 12 when you wrote it. Yeah. And my job is to grade essays. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she wanted him to write an essay so she could turn it into school. And he wrote that essay and turned it in and she got an F, but she didn't even read it. So he's like, read the essay. And the movie ends with her reading this essay to him and all throughout the movie every time he had a heart attack or whatever he wanted to read that essay because it made him feel better yeah and at the end of the movie she reads the essay and he finally gets out of the chair and walks to her on his own strength which is something he's been unable to do this whole movie and then you see his feet leave the ground and it's implied that at least in my opinion the symbology mm. says that he died oh yeah for sure and went to heaven yeah i wonder if he ever even got out of the chair yeah, that yeah, that, oh, that was the, my my feeling was that this was no. Nah, was, I oh, I wonder if like he not. he was dying and in that final yeah, moment he he DMT tripped. Yeah, you know, and hallucinated. Like he probably died in that chair listening to that essay, but in his mind he got up and walked to his daughter. Yeah, and, because when she opens the door, the sun is so bright, it's right. kind of like washing everything out. It's yeah. very dreamlike. It's very surreal. And then his feet float away from the ground, which obviously yeah. is not going to happen in reality. So they do. Yeah. They have that one shot of the feet leaving the ground to imply like, eh, there's something more yeah. than re quite yeah. reality going on here. There, there is a little bit of a fantasy going on in this scene. I, I don't. I real now. This, I will sound like a fucking dickhead here. Okay, but I was laughing really hard at that part. It looks like he fucking DBZ powers up. 
and the execution made me made me laugh. With when he, the white back. When he just like I, I was, I thought he was well, going to come back. Well, he doesn't put his arms out like that. He kind of does. He kind of goes yeah, Christ mode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that 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 he made did. me laugh really hard. I know it was a serious part, and I'm not saying like they should have changed it. I, I mean, who am I? But I was. Uh, I, I was laughing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't laughing. I, I was just watching it. You know, yeah. internally, I was just processing. Like, yeah. oh, oh, he died. <laughs> oh, he went to heaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, that's basically the plot, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that was the whale. We can give it some popcorn shakers now, if, if unless there's any no. other comments mm-hmm. you want to make. Well, my mm-hmm. last comment is, they were going to have a different person be. Um, Charlie, yeah, do you know who it's supposed that, to be, Derek? And this was kind of no. my issue with it is I couldn't enjoy it knowing what it could have been. It like was, I felt like it would have been better. Sorry, it's no supposed to be though. James Corden. Can you think yeah. of a less appealing person to? I, but, I, you, if it's James Corden, this role, you're. I will. I would never. Even if you picked it, I'd be. Like, I'm skipping this week. I'm not watching this one. Like I. Would not watch know. that movie with James Corden. I, think I would that's not. That's really selling him short. And I feel like I would. Feel like not. you didn't. All I'm hearing in your statement is you didn't see Cats. I didn't see Cats because I think he was Mr. Uh, Shimbleshanks in that or something like that. James and, uh, Corden of all people. You know, you know, you're selling him short. James Corden is uh, he's fine. I don't think I like any movie he's ever starred in. But his talk but, show. But man. I also don't know if I've seen any movie he's ever starred in. Uh, his, he has his this talk show to me is the most uninteresting bullshit. No, this dude, fucking car, so good. Carpool karaoke or whatever the fuck oh, he does. Yeah. Like I'd he rather could've done, he could have done carpool karaoke with Sadie Sink in this movie, dude. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I'm feeling better. Mm-mm-mm. Maybe this movie would have changed my perception me. of him. Yeah. But what I want to say is I don't. I don't know if James Corden is a strong enough actor to pull this off. I'm gonna say he's not. Uh, I'm gonna say fuck no. But that's just you know <laughs> who am I? That that would have severely impacted this. But why didn't James Corden do it? Uh, I guess it was it's supposed to be James Corden starring and Tom Ford directing. But Ford left due to creative differences. George uh, Clooney was also briefly considered directing the film, but ultimately declined. Hmm. So I have no idea why he didn't do it. I I have heard. I don't know if you guys have very bad things about working with James Corden in terms yes. of. When uh, all the, the Ellen, when all the Ellen stuff was happening, yeah. everyone was like, "Yo, why is everyone doubling down on Ellen?" And James Corden is just a much of a fucking asshole, you know. But but I think with Ellen, more people were invested in that story. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. But yeah, James Corden, people were like, "Yo, this guy's a fucking pain in the ass to work with. He sucks, sucks." So anyway, maybe that had something to do with it too. Rocco, what shaker is he going to give this movie? Um, I mean, I pretty much said I pretty much said everything. I'm not anything I would say at this point would be just be repeating myself. Uh, at its core, very beautiful story, and I think an important message, like you were saying about people in their own, um, you know, just pe- hiding from expectations, pro- projecting their hate on other people, types of people, things. When it's like just you fucking hate yourself, and you're sending that to everyone else, you fucking dickhead. Um, so that aspect, thumbs up. But the execution was so off-putting to me that I cannot watch this. <laughs> so um, I, I'm going to give it I, – I always do halves and I round it up. So I'm going to give it one and a half. But I'll round it up to a two because it had all that going for it. And, of course, you know, Brendan Fraser, it was awesome that he, that he came back. But like I said, my shit is purely surface level on this. Um, just sure. execution. Yeah, no worries. Hmm. I uh, knew that I was coming in here giving this four stars, and I'm still going to give it four stars. I I loved this movie. Honestly, I felt like this movie moved me. Uh, and this message of it's I don't know why, but I really relate to this message of like hiding from from people if you feel like you don't meet their expectations. That's just something about me. Mm-hmm. I think that speaks more to problems I may have. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe I need to go into therapy. Uh, but it was just so beautiful to me of like everybody in this movie was trying to hide who they really were. And at the end of the movie, all they needed to do is be honest yeah, and, and, yeah, tr- yeah. and trust that, that they would be accepted. Um, no bullshit. Just, just be who you want to be, be who you think is the person that's going to make you the most happy. Uh, that's mm. the message that I got from this movie. And I love that. 
I got it from a movie that starts with a fat guy jerking off. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just, it's, it's everything I like in a movie. It's like weird. It's kind of gross, but it's also emotionally powerful. That's a rare film in my opinion. I, so, so I give this four star, four I'm, shakers. I'm listening to you and I'm fascinated. So I'm going like, yeah, yeah. And then I realize I'm saying that you're going, maybe I need to go to therapy. I'm going, yeah, yeah. So I, anyway, I was just, you know, into, I was just listening to what he was saying. It was mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Sure. It, it, yeah, wow. <laughs> so sure. I'm going, yeah. Maybe I'm fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Aren't we all? Um, I, I really enjoyed this movie it was hard for me to watch i was sad a lot of the time and you know that montage you're talking about like, i get what you're saying but i'm just sad i'm watching it being like oh man i wish you i wish it wasn't going this way for you i wish you would go to the hospital you know i want you to get better the yeah. eating montage yeah like the you, rocky moment yeah i feel like i i i wanted so bad for him to find happiness and to get through it and yeah. And at that moment, you realize he's not going to. And it is hard. It's a hard watch, you know. I thought he was great. And I thought the story was, it was a, it's a beautiful story with a lot of shitty characters around it. It's bittersweet. It, it is. It it's is. It's a bittersweet film. Um, I'm going to give it two and a half. Because, uh, yeah, I, the, the daughter stuff was hard. It's hard. A lot of shitty things that happen. And I, you know, that, it's not a kind of movie that I am drawn to. And that, but no disrespect to this movie. It was a good movie. Um, Fair enough. For the next movie I'm going to pick, I we've only seen, I think, one movie where Tom Hanks pees, and I want to do another one. There's a, there's, I want to do all of them. He has the a, lot, trilogy, yeah. a lot of movies where he's pissing, so mm. we're going to get to another Tom Hanks pissing movie. We're going to watch A League of Their Own. I think there's also baseball involved, but pissing is definitely part of this. So we're gonna check that out next week. So watch a league of their own. And you might as well. You might as well watch Forrest Gump too, because I want to complete the tr- the piss trilogy. So whenever it gets I know to there's me. more. We did the Green Mile. This yeah. and there's another one. I, Gump. Does he, does he piss in Forrest Gump? Yeah. Yes. I got to pee. Yeah. <laughs> I got to pee and then he does it. Derek at uh at Bubba Gump restaurants, <laughs> they sell a shirt that says "I got to pee" because he drank so much Dr Pepper. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, do you you name it? Do you name a piss scene? I'll cast, tell you when it was. Away, he pisses. Yeah, I have made piss. Yeah, what Classic. else? I mean, does he piss in Joe versus the volcano? I don't think so. He pisses in the volcano, dude. <laughs> he puts it out. Anyways, <laughs> the money back. pit. That's the pit. Oh, that's just fuck. It was originally called the money piss. Come <laughs> back next week and watch A League of the Rhone. Check this out, burbs. Bye, bye, everybody.